Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. Listen this week as we face the monsters hiding under the bed, as well as in our own imagination, in episode 41 of Holy Shenanigans Podcast, Stormy Weather and Peace Be Still. After a long day of teaching the masses of people, Jesus and his disciples seek out a well-deserved break. They head to a boat to go to the other side. And I interpret, away from the people. Have you ever had a really long day and all you can think about is, when I get through this, I will get to rest. Ah, rest. It reminds me of that old Warner Brother cartoon as they cross the Sahara Desert. All they need is rest and water. But the greedy Daffy, what does he do? He hoards the water to himself. And so in this old cartoon, as well as the Bible lesson from Mark 4, we witness the tension of seeking a basic need, a break after a long and hectic day. And Jesus and the disciples are looking for some quiet away from the crowds when the sky over the body of water turns dark and the wind kicks up and the waves get dangerously high. They toss that little boat around in the churning waters. Jesus, exhausted from the day, had already fallen asleep on a cushion in the boat. The waves and the winds grow stronger and higher until the disciples, filled with fear, exclaim, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? I imagine Jesus blinking awake and looking non-anxiously at the weather around him. He assesses the situation calmly and simply says, Peace, be still. In his three words, the winds and the wave go still. Jesus, probably wondering if the disciples had forgotten everything that they had just experienced in the crowds, says, 
Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? The disciples, the scripture says, are astonished by the calm as the result of Jesus' three words, peace, be still. And they say quietly to one another, who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? I need to confess that I've never been on the water in the middle of a storm, so I can't quite imagine this scary experience and how the disciples might have felt. But thunderstorms? Tornadoes and winter blizzards? Yes. I think, too, that beyond the weather and the wind of this story, I think that this lesson is about more than the literal storm, the boat, and the disciples. I think it can also be about all the things that cause us to feel afraid, especially when we're weary, and how we might find our way to the other side of fear. There's a word that keeps coming up in recent days for me, and it is the word spinning. And when I've used this word, it's not in reference to a spinning top toy, dancing, or the weaving of fabric. When I say spinning, I mean for it to capture a feeling or sense of what I've noticed in some recent interactions with people. I have a theory that this phenomenon of emotional spinning has something to do with the experience of humanity as a whole, finding their way through a global pandemic. I've been witness to emotional spinning before, but the frequency of spinning is something that seems to be more and more common, at least in the world that I live in. When the disciples wake Jesus with their words, don't you care that we're perishing? They are in full-on emotional spin, anxiety, fight, flight, and freeze mode. I've mentioned these three reactions to crisis and chaos before in this podcast, but when my experience with an increase in emotional spinning paired with this story about windstorms and Jesus saying, peace, be still, I noticed and called some holy shenanigans. In this story, Jesus displays a non-anxious presence. He's a non-anxious leader, and I'm reminded of a resource and a perspective that came into my own life just when I needed it. This lesson in non-anxious presence came to me by way of rabbi, family therapist, and leadership consultant, Edwin Friedman, Pastor Mark DeFries, and poet Sonia Renee Taylor. In the book Failure of Nerve by Friedman, I was introduced to the concept coined as self-differentiated leadership which is often described as a leader who engages with conflict in a non-anxious manner, not allowing the pressure of the circumstance to disrupt or cause the leader to go into emotional reactiveness or spinning. While there's much to be said about Friedman's work, I'll whet your appetite for what sounds to be a Jedi mind trick in leadership with his definition of a well-differentiated leader, in part, a well-differentiated leader is someone who has clarity about his or her own life goals, and therefore someone who is less likely to become lost in the anxious emotional process swirling about, is someone who can separate while still remaining connected, and therefore can maintain a modifying non-anxious and sometimes challenging presence. So you might be wondering why the work of Friedman is so important to me. Friedman's work came into my life through the Princeton Theological Seminary's Youth Ministry Institute, dubbed Youth and Theology, 
It was the most impactful educational experience of my life. After many years of longing for a seminary education, the opportunity arose. I was beginning something totally new. I had worked in youth ministry for over 15 years, but had always longed for a deeper theological and practical grounding in the work. I'd witnessed many emotional and theological storms in my work, and I wanted some tools to deal with them more effectively. So at the first intensive, I walked onto the campus of Princeton Theological Seminary. I took in old architecture covered with ivy. I climbed curling stairwells and crossed a threshold into a lecture hall that had teachers that I'd only read in books. At one of my very first lectures, I stayed afterwards to ask the presenter some questions. I boldly walked up to Pastor Mark DeFries to ask him all my questions about how to avoid conflict. I waited in line, and finally my turn came to talk with him. I was anything but non-anxious, and I talked and talked and talked about all the challenges I had been facing in my work. Pastor Mark listened. Pastor Mark waited. Pastor Mark smiled. After I spilled all my emotional spinning on the floor of the ivy-encased lecture hall, I paused, and Pastor Mark said, You aren't called to avoid conflict. You're called to lead in a non-anxious way, so that the conflicts or fear do not consume you. He grabbed a pencil and a post-it note and jotted down the name of a book for me to read. And yes, It was by Edwin Freeman, Failure of Nerve. In awe, I blinked at his wise words and walked away thinking, I'm not called to avoid conflict. It's possible to lead in a way that you're not consumed by conflict or fear. The next morning, as I was heading to class, Pastor Mark was coming down that same stairwell. Pastor Mark smiled. He stopped. He asked me how I was doing. He asked me if I had been overwhelmed by his call to become a non-anxious leader. He, on that stairwell, paused to see if I was okay. Truth be told, I was spinning. For so many years, I had no idea that there was another way to behave in conflict and fear besides to react, to do, to fight, to fly, to freeze. This was the beginning of me relearning how to, for myself, internalize those words of Jesus. Peace. Be still. Pastor Mark showed me a great kindness that day and many days following over the three years I was in that program. And I can still hear him say, you aren't called to avoid conflict. You're called to lead in a non-anxious way so that conflict and fear doesn't consume you. For me, Pastor Mark's words were more than just a quote from some author. His words helped to calm the storm that was raging in me. He spoke a word of peace, be still. He helped me to get to the other side of the storm and prepare for the work ahead. Remember, peace, be still. You may wonder how if you don't work in church world, how this week's focus on fear and self-differentiated leadership and the words of Jesus, peace be still, can be of help for you. This is where I turn and get some help from the poet, author, and public figure, Sonia Renee Taylor. 
She recently published a book on the topic of radical self-love called The Body is Not an Apology. So when I think of a current self-differentiated leader, I think of Ms. Taylor. In her journey of inquiry and insight, she says this about the power and impact of radical self-love. We will need to ask ourselves tough questions from a place of grace and grounding. We need to move the world closer to self-love that is fundamental, a powerful force for social, political, and economic change, a way of living clearly inherent in all the ways that we think, say, and do. Above all, all your conversations are to be guided by the primary principle of love. If love is our center, and if we're grounded in love, I wish I could ask Ms. Taylor if she would agree if this allows us to function in a less anxious and more self-differentiated way, and if this could affect and make more positive changes in the world. So in church world and the whole world, you and I and we, centered in love, could lead us to the opportunity to face our storms both in and out, to hear and experience those three little words, peace, be still, and together make our way to the other side. For this week's prose, I'm sharing some more words from Miss Sonia Renee Taylor. 63 weeks ago, in the midst of the storm and fear of the pandemic, Ms. Taylor penned these words in response to the call to go back to normal. Her words are a challenge. They call attention to our human habits of running for the sake of looking busy, our addictions to drama and hatred. It's my hope that when you hear her words, you will remember her call to real love, to grace and grounding. I hope that her words, especially with this challenge, will be a space for you to feel and experience the power of those three little words, peace, be still. Without further ado, Ms. Taylor's words about not going back to normal. We will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was never normal, other than we normalized greed, inequity, exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. To learn more about Sonia Renee Taylor's work, go to her Instagram at www.instagram.com backslash Sonia Renee Taylor. Thank you for joining me for Holy Shenanigans to surprise, encourage, redirect, and sometimes turn life upside down, all in the name of love. You're always invited to join me on this unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy.